What is going on, Cigar Club family? It's Tuesday, which means it's another wonderful podcast here on the Cigar Club podcast. I'm joined with Old Faithful, David Pugh. Back at it. It's been a couple episodes. Glad to be back. Rocking the new Crowned Heads hat. I should. I got to go on brand today. I didn't bring it. Match the shirt, the hat, matching with the cigar brand. I mean, ooh, we out here. Wow. Who said you can't? Can't match in uh, 2021, folks. Uh, I was P- trying to find my crown head lighter, too. Just go for the full Monty. Yeah, go go for it all. Uh, we got a good episode lined up to just kind of, I don't know, it's like a state of the union, some updates, what we're smoking, where we've been, new projects we're working on. I always love these episodes. And uh, for all of you listening and all of you watching, thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part Thanks of the Cigar Club us. family. And what we're doing, whether or not you're a subscription member or someone who subscribes to the podcast, we appreciate you being here. Hope you you learned something new. Uh, and as always, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to Pew or to myself. Uh, we love to get those questions. We can answer them, uh, and we will answer them on the podcast, on future podcasts. All right. Absolutely. The sentiments are out of the way. What are you smoking, Mr. Pew? You've given up the brand, but I don't know exactly what you have in your hand. Boom. Brownhead. What size is that? Jericho Hill, limited edition, twelve honest men Lancero. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't have Dude, a. I smoked the LBV that some people got in their boxes this month, but I wanted to still smoke a Jericho Hill because this cigar, not only is it fantastic, but it, it's one of those Eureka cigars, which I can uh, delve into a little bit here in a moment. Please, but please tell us. We'll get to it, but some people got this in their boxes this month, so I wanted to bring it out and kind of uh, enjoy it along with everyone. Uh, maybe they're smoking it while they're listening right now. Yeah, and uh, the Jericho Hill, one of my all-time favorites from Crown Heads, classic, consistent. And now that La Carime is so difficult to get, which I love that cigar, mm-hmm. but now that's so difficult to get, I find myself more and more when I want that full-bodied Maduro experience from Crown Heads, I grab Jericho Hill. It's a great... Yep. Great cigar. I love this like bittersweet dark chocolate note I get in every size pretty much. Uh, regardless of all the other nuances, there's like that main profile. It's a great cigar. Um, it, talk to us. It well, is. I br- I'm and breaking out so, some stuff I recently got to just one-up your limited edition, but continue. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, I called it my Eureka cigar. And the reason for that is I, back in 2016 when I really started to get into smoking cigars, you know, I had smoked previously, but... That's when I discovered the world of boutique brands and kind of these limited edition brands and and really started to focus on the cigar as I smoked it and got into kind of the geekiness of cigar was around 2016. So someone handed me or mailed me actually uh, Jericho Hill, 12 Honest Men, the cigar that I'm smoking here today. And for them, it was their Eureka cigar as well. And what I mean by that is this was the first cigar that I had that wasn't just cedar or tobacco like it had nuances mm. it had flavor specifically he was like you know i get nutmeg on this cigar and so i smoke it i had this was the first time i really ever cared about tasting notes in a cigar right before sure. it was always just an experience it was something pleasurable uh something that you did for you know time you know sit back relax type deal so as i'm smoking it i'm thinking of nutmeg and think of these other characteristics that he said that he got in the cigar and i'm smoking it and it just it lights like the the light bulb goes off, and I'm like, that's nutmeg. He's not kidding. Like, there's actual notes in these yep. cigars that, not, that aren't just tobacco, like just a flat tobacco note. Smoke. And so this cigar is 
Yeah, exactly, right? And right. so this cigar has always held a special place for me. I don't think they make the 12 Honest Men anymore, or if they do, it's such a hyper-limited release that it doesn't really get advertised much because it is a Lancero, as we've discussed numerous times here. But I have maybe five or six of these left. These are probably from 2018 was the last time I bought another box of them. Wow. So they've got some age on them. They're a little more mellow, little little less um, full-bodied. I would say medium plus at this point. But overall, fantastic cigar. I haven't smoked one of these in probably a year and a half, so I'm really excited to uh, to enjoy it here. But oh. apparently I'm getting one-upped. Like, wh- why you got to well, do that to me five well, minutes in? Well, Pew, I wasn't even going to bring these out. I wasn't going to bring them out. And then you pull this crap on me, and I've never even seen that cigar before. So you made me mad. And now I have to show you what I found when I was in Nashville um, last week. Yeah. I was, we were down in Nashville and was visiting Wes and Miguel at Crowned Heads and met up with Wes and Miguel uh, for a cigar. And Wes handed me some, you know, like um, the CHC court that we've got coming in boxes next month and uh, gave me like the new Las Calaveras sampler, which was badass. I and just then, got some of that in. And then he hands me a couple things I've never seen before. The Am first I going to leave? The first one is... The Headley Grange snare drum. Ooh, is that the 2021 release? That will not focus. Hold on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is no. He said this was old. This was like years old. Really? I'm I'm trying to pull it up right now. I once we finish, I'll pull it up. But it looks like it's like five and a half by thirty eight, maybe. Yeah, it's like a chopped lancero. I've like never two inches seen off one a normal so lancero. That looks great. The first crown head cigar I ever had was Headley Grange. And it mm-hmm. completely changed my perception on cigars. And up until that point, I was really geeking out over cigars. Obviously, everybody knows all over like Warped and Illusione and all these Aconorsa brands. Then I tried the Headley Grange, and it was a new flavor I'd never experienced with the Sumatra wrapper. Mm-hmm. And just started to buy every Headley Grange I could find. Had never got my hands on the snare drum. I don't remember what year it was, but I don't think it's new. Um, so anyway, got this and I was pumped and then he hands me another Lancero. What is that? A a four kicks Lancero. Oh, but wait, not the limited edition Maduro that actually got released. Oh, is this like a, a test blend or something? I can't find anything on this cigar. I've been searching for the past week since I got home. It's just... Like a seven and a half by probably 40 or 39. Four kicks, classic four kicks, like the Habano. Yeah, the Habano. Lancero. I don't know. So anyway. That's one of those that it's going to be so hard for you to smoke because you're never going to see that cigar again. Exactly. I've never never seen it before. Either of those. So anyway, uh, those are badass. When I was there too, Wes handed me a cigar. It was a classic I don't know, cigar industry moment. He just hands it to me. He's like, don't ask any questions. Just smoke it. And I was like, you got it. Smoke it. I'm like, this thing rocks. It was like four and a half by probably 46 or 48 box pressed. Um, It was a beautiful cigar. Smoked incredible. And it tasted like I could tell it was Pichardo. It tastes like something I'd had before. But Mm -hmm. I couldn't put my finger on it. I'm like, all right, Wes, time to to go for it. What what do we got here? He's like, oh, no, it's just a, a birthday blend that uh, Luciano put together for me. I 
My favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite. He's stop like right there. He's like one of my favorite cigars all time is 1964 Anniversario from Padron, and he loves it in the short box press. That's and a great stick and size. So he told uh, Luciano about it, and Luciano's like, "Oh, he's like no problem." He's like three weeks later, I show up to the factory or to the warehouse, and there's like three bundles of the brand new Fiat Lux in the Padron 1964 short Corona box press. No size. way. And he, oh, I bet dude, that's fantastic. When I tell you this cigar smoked so amazing, I'm like, I'm ruined from all the other sizes now, officially, because of how incredible the cigar was. Yeah, that 1964 Padron short Robusto or Robusto box press, I, I smoked a few of those. Fla- like the full, I've smoked that cigar down to the nub without ashing. Like, incredible. Oh my God. And I don't know if it's the box press of that size that lends to just that incredible construction and burn. Right. Could be Padron as well. Uh, but I'm curious how that would uh, that Fiat Lux in that size smoked. I only could get my hands on one of them. I told him we need to do it for something and get it in the box because everybody needs to experience that cigar in that size. There's just something about it that was special. And, of course, it's, you know, where you're at, who you're with, the story that oh, plays a lot to the greatness sure. of a cigar, right? But in any event, no matter where I was, I know for certain it was a great cigar. Um, so anyway, that's a little side note because, you know, you whip out some limited crown heads on me. Get me all excited. I have to whip out some limited crown heads on you. I mean, um, you smoked my favorite yearly release already, the Las Calaveras 2021. So yes. you've already upped me there. And I saw that photo and I was very jealous. <laughs> uh, smoke that in Nashi. And uh, great cigar, as always. I still haven't smoked the one from last year, the Purple Band. I've got one, I only got one of them, and it's sitting in my humidor. <clears throat> I think I'm going to smoke it soon, but I have not yet. You should. I'm sitting on a couple of those. Wasn't my favorite release. That's what I heard. It was good, but uh, in comparison to the Green Label, which I believe was 2019, and then the Black Label, which was 2017, those are those have been my two favorite releases. Um but I'm always excited, and I always purchase the the sampler and a five pack uh, every year when they come out. Well, and the sampler's so cool, right? Because they do the limited edition size that's only in the sampler, and I'm only, like, and it's like twelve hundred boxes dream. that they make. Yeah, yeah. I, I really that's how I like to buy cigars. Try a little bit of everything, get the cool exclusive size, and um, you know, it's just memorable and makes it a little more exciting. It's a good way to also see how Vitola can change the oh, so true. Uh, you know, blend. change the cigar and the blend. Thank you. Especially yeah. if they're blending it to that size. I'm not too sure if they do for Las Calaveras. But I know some manufacturers do change or tweak slightly uh, as they go from blend size to blend size or Vitola to Vitola. So that's a cool little experiment that you can do if you're smoking them, you know, within the days of each other, something like that. Yeah, that that's a great point. Take some notes. See what, like, the the like primary flavors. Are those still there? Or does each size carry its own, like, primary focal kind of flavor profile? That would be interesting uh, to see. I thought it was so fascinating, actually. Um, when I was in Nashville, for those of you that listened to last week's podcast with Principal Cigars, his thought process on his Aviator series and how he blends it, admittedly so that it will never be the same cigar. Mm-hmm. It's just the general profile and direction. I loved that whole section. If you haven't listened to that part of the podcast, I'd recommend go back and check it out. It it's one of those things where a lot of cigar makers would tell you like, yeah, we can't get the exact same tobacco, obviously, every single year because 
in 2020 versus 2005 when we released the cigar, it's like not the same tobacco. He's yeah. like, it's, it tastes similar. It's the same seed lines, all this stuff. But Darren's transparency and candidness with it and the way he approaches it is like, I have a general vicinity I want to get to with Aviator, and I have to basically re-blend it every single year. I thought mm-hmm. that was awesome. because I, Yeah, you don't I, see that kind I of really honesty. I really think a lot of people do that, and yeah. they don't really portray it that way. Yeah, and it's different from, you know, you that's truly small batch. Like, that's not in, in not the normal gimmicky kind of marketing term that people will throw on things where you've got small batch bourbon, which always tastes the same because it's large batch blended, so they're, right. they have more <laughs> right. product to be able to get to a uh, consistent profile. Where Darren is like, yeah, I, I know that there's going to be a change year over to year. I will gladly admit to it, and I'm going to blend it to be as close to the view that I have for that cigar, but it's never going to be the same because of weather conditions, soil. Right. I mean, the, all these other factors that, that go into making something, you can't just batch blend it and, and have something come out as a success and, or be consistent. Right. In some years, you know, maybe you're, uh, may, maybe you're using this Dominican Habano wrapper, right? And the 2021 crop of that wasn't as good as the 2020 crop. Why do you still have to use that same wrapper if it's going to be a less product when you can get the same flavor as last year's with a Dominican Creole 98 wrapper, right? Like exactly. And that's what he's leaving himself open to specifically with that blend that I thought was so interesting. Um, and anyway, just wanted to throw that in there as we start talking about um, kind of the new brands we're smoking this month. Obviously a lot of principle has been on my list. The bad principles, big fan of it. It's like a $6 retail cigar that, is all KBF tobacco with some Monica, a.k.a. Davidoff, binder in there. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. Freaking yep, nuts. don't know. I got to admit, KBF and is really becoming my new kind of uh, favorite factory. Everything that is coming out of KBF that I've smoked recently has quickly been one of my favorite cigars of the year. Yeah. And just absolutely looking forward to new releases. Um, a lot of things coming out of principle. Um, Matilde, 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 Matilde. I mean, the list goes on. Anything coming out of KBF is going to be top of the line at this point. And, uh, I think it's my new, like I said, I, I think it's my new favorite factory and it's no longer a Nicaraguan factory. I mean, I look at that. We're both growing yeah. up before our own eyes. <laughs> exactly. What? Um, okay. I, and speaking of KBF, Zochi Bobby, you we, took it. I mean, come on, set it up. I, I softballed it to you and I'm glad well, you were there to take it out. Well, P, right before we got on this freaking podcast, UPS shows up with this. Oh, those were those were meant for me. Go ahead and forward <laughs> those to my address. Thank you, Dave. Uh, for those of you just listening, it's like a couple new releases from Zochi Bobby that's coming in this month's box. Uh, and then the one we did last month, which is, I, I mean, we both loved this cigar. And again, maybe yeah, that was... again, crazy price point and really cool size. Uh, when I of course some of these have your name on them, people. I'm putting together yes. another pack for you. Awesome, that Zochi Bobby just really you had it down to talk about. I'm pretty sure I have talked to you about that cigar for months. I mean, I know. Yes, you did. When you I did. first got in, day I was one, like, hey, dude. we need to get Zochi Bobby in 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 uh, boxes. And so, literally smoked that cigar yesterday. A perfect size for weather extreme so if you live in extreme colds or extreme heats or you know a place that doesn't have seasonal changes that are actually comfortable to smoke a cigar in 
it was like 95 degrees out yesterday. I'm smoking a uh, barbecue butt. I wanted a stick. It's been like a week. It's been miserable. 95 feels like 105 out. So got up at 6 in the morning, threw a Boston butt on, like 9 o'clock. I'm like, I need a cigar. Perfect size. It was like a good 30, 35-minute smoke right before the temperature got too hot. KBF once again. Um, Just perfect for those uh, extreme weather. So I think that'll be a great cigar for me in the winter as well when it's too cold to go outside and and smoke a a Toro or a uh, uh, Lancero. Nice, quick, short smoke. No, absolutely. And amazing. And, I mean, I love the playfulness of the brand. Like I said, I love the price point. We we talk about this a lot, especially, you know, at around Cigar Club internally. There's this desire that we all kind of share to share great cigars with people without considering price point a lot of times. And a lot of times we associate $15 as a good cigar, $10 as a good cigar, mm-hmm. 7 8 hit or miss six and below probably not great anything above 15 perfect <laughs> i mean not true simply put yeah i mean it definitely opened my eyes for what is possible i mean i don't know how the exact price point of that stick off the top of my head but it certainly doesn't fall into in the six, normal price north range or south of six. something like that right. yeah it doesn't normally fall into the price range of what I typically am smoking. Correct. But it smokes better than most of those. Like, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, you've really been to don't. KBF, so you, you got a little behind the scenes of some of that, but I, I don't know how he can, can make a cigar that good at that price point. His tobacco, I think, his library of tobacco is one of the best in cigars, period. Full stop, end the story. And it shows. Because of the access to tobacco he has, the relationships he has, the farms that he knows that he goes and buys from, you just make better Makes cigars, sense. right? Like, a cigar still yeah. costs the same to make. It's about the tobacco you put in it. You have better tobacco, but all your tobacco is that good. You don't have to charge yeah. an arm and a leg because you're like, I mean, you can pick anything in here. And it's going to be a banger. <laughs> um, have fun. Like, if you were blending a cigar, like when we did Patriarch, it was like... That was the easiest customs process yet. Yeah. There wasn't a bad sample. It was just which one do you prefer more? Um, prefer more. So anyway, that's my rant on lower price cigars. But I, we want people to smoke that five dollars, six dollars cigar, and go. Wait a minute, I really enjoyed that. And now when you go to buy a box mm-hmm. of something, or you have a big trip, and you got a bunch of buddies coming over, and you don't want to fork out ten bucks a cigar, but you want everybody to enjoy one. Oh yeah, remember that cigar I got in my cigar club box and it was amazing and it was like six bucks like that's what i want everybody that's perfect. to enjoy i think yeah that's no that's actually a great call out really because then or if you have a buddy that comes over who maybe doesn't smoke cigars as often as you or you know some of your other friends and you're like oh god i don't want to give this guy 12 dollars right. cigar because he may right. not appreciate it here's a really good uh affordable cigar that he'll enjoy and i'm not right. giving him you know some yard cigar <laughs> um and that could be a great gateway cigar like for for me normally that's sereno but I think Zochi Bobby's up there as well for uh, fantastic gateway sticks. And this is even a lower price point than Serena, which Serena's already ridiculously yeah. fairly below fairly priced. So anyway, uh, that's what we've been smoking. The two other ones I'll call out quickly. Um, was really excited to see this cigar come back, the Warp Cristales uh, from yes. the Florida Valley That's your line. favorite size too, right? This was my favorite size when they first got released back in 2016, 2015. Mm-hmm. 
uh, or when I first started smoking them, I should say, and you could just get them. Uh, and it hasn't been back since. So we got those in boxes last month. was really excited. Been smoking a lot of those. And then one other one I got when I was in um, Nashville from Wes is this new Pichardo Silver Natural, Ooh. which we're going to be putting in boxes coming up soon in Toro. Have we had anything bad from the Pichardo Family Reserve line? I don't think so. Nope. Nope, definitely not. That's a, that's one I haven't seen before. So I'm not smoking it this month. I will be, I should say. I have not yet. I only have one, so I'm like hmm. excited to smoke it, but I need to like sit down yeah. and smoke sit it, and enjoy take it. some notes, and this will be one we kind of plan out to put in a lot of your boxes um, that we can kind of pair up with people who enjoy this this profile, kind of a medium, medium plus Pichardo magic, you know? They're, they're yeah, just another one of another. those factories, man. Yeah, on the climb, just up. producing nothing but success, um, and yeah, like you said, nothing out of there. I've I've enjoyed it all. <laughs> they're, they're, they're amazing. All right, give us the check in here, Pew. We're twenty minutes in. I need the update on the Jericho Hill, and I'm going to grab another prop uh, while we start to talk about cigars oh, we're working on. Make me jealous again here. Uh, so far, really good. Like I said, it's probably been about two years since I've smoked it. I can definitely tell it's got age to it. It has certainly dropped in strength. Not necessarily a bad thing. I'm still getting the that nutmeg that I loved from back in 2016 when I first started smoking this cigar. But it, it's a little less uh, in your face. The pepper is cranked down, getting more of that nutmeg, more of that uh, semi-sweet, almost bitter chocolate. Yes. And I'm pairing it with, I should call it out, the new, gosh, it's just dripping. Uh, the new so much hype Coke Zero. That. Love the can. I'm a huge sucker for how good that can looks. And I know that's really minuscule and, and a tiny detail to really be excited about. But that black to replace the traditional, you know, regular Coca-Cola white looks so good on the uh, the red can. But I wanted something I was concerned about the strength. It's, you know, mid-afternoon. I don't really necessarily want a heavily strength cigar. So I was like, oh, I love soda with a full-bodied stick. It's hot out. It's not comfortable outside, so I wanted something cold. Perfect pairing. The what? sweetness helps elevate the bitterness and some of the strength that does uh, exist still in this one yep. for me. I think if you've got the Jericho Hill LBV in your box this month, a soda's not going to be a bad idea if you want a mid-afternoon cigar and it's quite hot out. Uh, I think it'll go even better with the LBV, which will have a little bit more of that strength to it since it doesn't have the age that uh, this one does. Yeah, I do you think that Coke Zero or whatever they're calling it now, Zero Coke or however they rebranded it, does it zero taste? Sugar. Are you tasting a difference from the old Coke Zero, and does it taste closer to Coke? So I'm a huge fan. Hold on, let's get let's get in. Ramsey, zoom in. Kick Dave out. Bring me in. <laughs> so you opened up a can here, Dave. I don't know. You weren't ready for this. I wasn't. So this is the third rebrand of Coke Zero. The original Coke Zero is still the best. The one that this Coke Zero Sugar just replaced is my least favorite. And then this one is is now my second favorite. It's not as good as the original Coke Zero. It's better than what it just replaced. I like it better than Coke, Coca-Cola, oh. whatever you call it, pop. Um, I don't like, it's too sugary, like the regular full calorie, non-zero sugar. So this tastes better to me. Um, Bailey hated the second Coke Zero release like would not touch it she actually enjoys this one so it's it's as close to the original 
um, as you can get, I think. I want to do a blind. And all right, I'm Go off my soapbox. Bring yeah. Dave back in. Right, bring me to back in. That's it. It's, Thanks, Ramsey. It's a freaking soda podcast here. Um, I'm excited to try that one. I recently started drinking like Coke Zeros and Diet Cokes and stuff. I never got the point. I was like, if I'm going to drink a soda, I'm just going to drink the regular one. Uh, and then it started tasting too sweet to me. And so I'm like, oh, I'll mm-hmm. try the Coke Zero. And I was like, oh, I, I like this. And then Diet Dr. Pepper's really got me going for a twirl because it's damn good. Uh, but anyway, great pairing. We love that you love the new Coke Zero. Not as much as the OG, but it's growing nope. on you. It's its second place. We appreciate that. Good update from you on the Soda World. No, I'm not. I'm flabbergasted. You are not ready for that. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> um, okay. Let's get you excited about blending cigars. Yeah, as if I'm not already <laughs> super excited about something like that. But okay, let's pretend. Um, cigars we're working on this. What month. do you have? I love this update when we do these. You know, once a month on the on the cast. Um, you've smoked it. I've got the new blend I'm working on with Hostos at Tapacalera La Isla um, for yes. the birth of the daughter that. The daughter for the birth of me, my wife's expectant daughter who's on the way. I don't know how you phrase that sentence correctly. Me and my wife no, are pregnant and we have a daughter coming in the end of January. So, of course, the first thing I wanted to do was make a cigar for the occasion. Naturally, I how don't cool. think that's out of the ordinary. Um, and so I, we were in DR working on some new customs blends. And Hostos briefly mentioned that he got a couple 43 molds in. So 43 ring gauge. And I'm like, I'm sorry, play it back. 43? And he's like, yeah. I'm <laughs> what like, size? I'm like, right now, let's do it. And so we started blending. I wanted, I knew for this cigar I wanted to use a Corojo 99 wrapper from Ecuador. Um, thank you for the inspo, Serena Wayfair. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make it predominantly Nicaraguan tobacco, but from the Jalapa region for a lot of sweetness. I'm not going for strength. Mm-hmm. I'm not going for like crazy, like flavor transitions and pepper. I want like sweet balanced kind of bready, kind of oaky, uh, mm-hmm. still rich, but nothing like overpowering, especially in, in, in the 43. So, uh, we, we landed on two blends. Uh, they're about 85% Nicaraguan and maybe more. And then the, no 85, cause the binder is, uh, Dominican Habano 2000. And then the only difference between the two blends besides size, but that's just so we could tell them apart. Uh, they're mm-hmm. like a quarter inch different. Um, the only difference is one uses a Criollo 98 Dominican Viso and the other uses a Corojo 99 Dominican Viso as like one, it's like one single leaf that's in the blend and they're totally different cigars, which is Oh, crazy. that's crazy. And you smoke. That's also like literally. Yeah. Which one did I smoke? You smoked the Creo 98, the longer one. You still have the short one, right? I do. Okay. I do. Because I I, I'm going to need you to smoke that like this week, and we need to talk about it. Um, I know you won't have, have the other to. one to compare it against, but mm-hmm. the, this one is the Crojo one, the shorter one that you haven't smoked yet, has been growing on me, which I didn't like it at first. Really? I like the other one, and now it's totally flipped. Yeah, that other one is... F- oh. <laughs> I wonder if it's a- the age or just right. Well, I mean, they were the di- like yeah. fresh as they could be, but also keep in mind, like mm-hmm. because Hostos isn't, you know, he doesn't grow his own tobacco. He's able to buy fully fermented, done, ready to roll tobacco, so you can smoke them mm-hmm. a lot quicker off the table, um, but still yeah. with time, 
the crow uh one is really really growing on me so yeah i'm gonna need you to smoke that one but was excited to bring Can that do. for you when i was in mobile a couple weeks ago smoking it in jeff's pool wow. it, it's a banger what a night. cigar it is and i was for as being as young as it is I mean, it was phenomenal. I think, ah, what, did I, what, what did I tell you? I think I just looked at you and just nodded and you, just like, it, yeah. this is it. So if that one is better than what I smoked that day, whew, that's going to be hard to improve on. I know. So these are in the works. They're coming up. I think it'll be the February customs release. Um, and, and hopefully we'll be able to share it in everyone's box that month too, maybe as a little bonus. Normally customs only goes to our custom subscribers, but with a special release like this, we might be able to up it and put it in everyone's box to enjoy. Ooh, um, cool. And it was super hands-on blend, which I love. Uh, was able to just sit there and try this, try this, try that, which is the ultimate. Um, but even for the future, I mean, t- this week we're putting in the final customs blend for 2021, which is Algo Sincero. Crazy. Can you imagine going back... Last year, no, that we'd be coming up on you finalizing the sixth blend, sixth blend of the year for no. customs. No, crazy. It's mind blowing, actually. And the fifth blend just landed. It, like it's in its. I'm getting a pack sent up here. I think it comes Wednesday, and that was made at La Corona, where Serena makes their cigars. And Carson blended that one with me. Um, it. I cannot wait to try that full production version, of course. And then 2022, Pew, we were talking about this. We've, there's a there's a lot more to be explored, but we're still it's still six cigars in a year, right? There's no brand consistently mm-hmm. releasing six cigars in a year. So, I've talked with you, I've talked with Griff, and this idea of starting to bring more collaboration to the blending process. Now that we've got this thing up and running, now that we've got the traction, and a lot of you have been supporting this, and the membership is like growing and growing. We're making more and more cigars every single month is let's start exploring more hands in the fire, basically making cigars. And um, I, I, I'm really excited about that. Keeping a similar profile, we always have this like kind of consistent profile for customs, but all these plays off of it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for you to get your hands dirty. Give me some thoughts. Me too. Give me the profile yeah, I mean, you think you're going to be going for. And just anyway, what does that look like? Yeah, I like yourself. Uh, you've told this story a few times where you know you'd always have a notebook ready of like if you had a cigar that you got to blend, what it would look like, and yep. certainly do myself. So I've got something to work, kind of a homage to the cigars that I grew up, grew up smoking. Sorry, grew up around my dad smoking, um, and kind of the first cigars that I started to smoke as well back uh, when I turned eighteen. <laughs> not a minute. So I'm before. not too sure if you want me to give away everything, but. That's going to be the profile that I'm going to shoot for, um, yeah. And I, I think I think it's going to be really special. Um, I know you're blending and you have blended the cigar for the birth of your daughter, and so this will be just that excitement for me as well. It's something that I can give to my dad and be like, "Hey, this is for you. This is why I got into smoking cigars. Uh, I hope you know this is close to the cigars that you normally air. It will be, but the message will come across clear with how good it'll be." So I'm really excited to really get into that and see some of those tweaks of, you know, half a leaf here, half a leaf there, just to see how drastically different that can take um, the blend of a cigar, too. Totally. I um, ah, I couldn't agree more. This is 
this is like the next wave of customs and still sharing in the same vision that customs always has had, which is quite frankly, custom blended cigars to be shared with friends and family. And I think the blending is also something to be shared. And then just as the final product is, um, and yeah, there's a lot of, man, that's going to be an exciting moment. I remember when I sent my dad, his birthday is like the day after father's day when we released patriarch. And I was like, here you go. Like, Told him, you know, sent, wrote him a letter, sent him a box of Patriarch. And uh, he was like, seriously? And he sent me all these photos, like him and all of his friends were like smoking them. And he, and he's oh, like, I just gave these out. To what him. a moment. I called all my friends over and I was like, hey, Dave sent me up cigars that he made um, or he blended. He probably just used made because he doesn't fully understand how cigars are made. But um, <laughs> Dave made these cigars and I want to share them with all you guys. And so I got all these photos from him and all his friends like, Dave, we're smoking your cigar. This is so cool. Um, but that's a special moment for sure. What a moment for, for not only yourself seeing his enjoyment with that, but also like for him, like totally my son made these, like these right. are dedicated. Enjoy them with me. I'm enjoying Like that's just, that's phenomenal. And, and it's amazing what a story does to elevate a cigar. And yeah. I think, We've talked about this numerous times, but I definitely see that being kind of the way that the industry goes is it's not just another cigar, you know, that's good. Here's a cigar that has a story to it. Um, going back to the podcast with uh, Principal and Darren, you know, some of the things that he's talked about on that podcast and, and how he relates to the cigars or his ideas or where he wants to the inspiration behind the cigar just makes it that much better and, and really adds to the piece that you're you're smoking. You're not just smoking tobacco, you're smoking someone's vision and story oh absolutely yeah i uh couldn't agree more it takes you somewhere else that is the most special part about cigars it takes you to the countries it's from where it's made where the tobacco's grown the people that touch it and then the people that commemorate the cigar or are the reason or mm-hmm. inspiration for you behind the cigar um man so i mean all that to say customs 2021 is coming to an end can't believe we're putting the final cigar in customs 22 is just beginning and it's going to be in the best way totally different um six Mm -hmm. brand new blends (laughs) literally um we're gonna i mean more factories uh, hoping like we've talked about hoping to do a lot more blends with hostos at la isla um, because of Mm -hmm. his access to tobacco and and how much we have enjoyed working there and we could create a thousand different profiles at la isla which is really cool um, but I'm sure we'll have a handful of great factories involved next year. And then more of us Absolutely. from Cigar Club getting a hand in there, working and tweaking and making blends. I mean, it's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and absolutely looking forward to the the opportunity. You came up to me with the uh, initial kind of, hey, do you want to? And I was like, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. what an experience and, and thrilled to, uh, to be a part of that and uh, help bring Customs 2022 to everyone. Boom. Uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a pretty cool what we're working on. We also have just a quick rundown over the, until this, through December, we've got Aganor Cigarding the Farm Ranger dropping, the brand new Alec and Bradley Pinkies Out limited edition dropping, and so many people looking forward to that. So many people. For Pinkies Out. And, uh, and then, of course, our exclusive with Fratello Cigars, which we haven't announced the name or anything yet, but the artwork's moving. The cigars have already started production at La Aurora in the DR. And um, we're gonna we're ending this year about as strong as we started it with some powerhouse exclusives no in the first quarter. 
with Familia and the principal accomplice. And anyway, we're not slowing down. There's people. a lot. We only have a few months left in this uh, this year, and and somehow we're going to try to fit all this in there. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at our sheets the other day. I'm like, are are we psycho? Like, <laughs> we're going to release all of this? Okay. Why why are we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, no, it's going to be a blast, and I'm excited to bring new... And of course, we love sending all the classics that we For sure. literally hand-select every single month. But there's something even extra special about the customs, the exclusives, having a, a hand in the actual creation process of a blend to get to share that with everybody. So anyway, glad to have you along for the ride with that, Pew. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. It's going to be a fun journey. We'll make it... Uh... We'll make it interesting, uh, more interesting for you, for everyone involved next year. I think it'll be uh, a great, we'll add a little new flair to everything. It will. What, um, you got any final thoughts for the people? No. Um, quick, eight ball, throwing your way. Favorite cold Ooh. summer pairing. Mine, well, no, I want to see what you say. If it's hot out, you want a cigar. Maybe it's dusk. The sun hasn't quite set yet. It's I don't know how hot it gets up in Cincy, but it's normally probably 90 degrees still here in Alabama. Doesn't matter the stick. You, let's just call it kind of uh, it probably goes with everything. A chilled peanut Pinot Grigio. That's a great. I did not think you were going to go that route. I, I just love it. And granted, yeah. I'll hammer a bunch of I love a good ice cold lager with any cigar. But if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm like. If I'm golfing or we're like hanging out with friends, that's what I'm drinking in the summer while I'm smoking. If I'm walking out to the front porch because it's like 6.30, it was a long day, I want to sit out there, drink and smoke, pouring some nice cold white wine, and I'm lighting up really any cigar. And it to me is like the perfect palate cleanser, balance, refreshment from the cigar, especially when it's still hot muggy at 6.30 here every day. Yeah. No, that's actually a really good one. Some of my favorite pairings have been a white wine. It either, if it's a you know a mild stick, it'll pair right alongside of it. Yep. Or as you called yep. out, if it's a medium to full-bodied cigar, it's going to be a palate cleanser. I think that's a great, I, not where I thought, but I think that changes my answer completely. And where do you I go? Agree with you. You're going to just agree? I was going to go, yeah. <laughs> I was going to uh, go like a Old Fashioned or a Manhattan. Yeah. Because my mind wasn't in the realm of wine. I got but I think for a universal kind of chilled, refreshing pairing, I'm going to have to go a cold white wine, whether that be a Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio. Hell, you could even go like champagne to get a little bubbly in there to extra refresh. Dude, I think 100%, dude. Uh, I'm you glad can, I asked you first before you, I gave my answer. You can even explore some like orange and natural wines with that would also yeah. pair really well. Um, there's a couple wine manufacturers out of uh, Germany, actually, that do really great orange wines that me and my wife, formerly my wife, used to love. She not she's not formerly my wife. She just doesn't drink anymore because she's pregnant. Um, well, I was like, she, hold on, what? <laughs> that she used to like when she was still drinking wine, go. and now they're just all for me. Um, still Darn. happily married. Uh, beyond that, yeah, because old-fashioned Manhattan season is coming up in the fall for me. That's when I whip those out. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Uh, and then, like, fall amber beers. Anyway. That's going to be another great episode. We can go through all those pairings. That will be good. Great, great final zing there, Pew. Um, all right. We covered a lot here today. We did. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I'm just really happy. I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to sit outside uh, because of the weather. So it's just, it's amazing what a cigar does 
to just improve your day. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. You hear that? Cigar Who would have thunk? Listen, if you're not smoking one right now, as soon as you get off work, as soon as you can, go light up a cigar, sit back, relax, enjoy it, take it in, take some notes. Take some time to yourself. Take time to yourself or bring some people in, however you want to do it. But uh, yep. that's why we keep shipping these cigars and making cigars, to give you more of those moments to really reflect, enjoy, and experience something new every single month. All right. With that. It's been real. It's been a, it's been a blast. Until uh, next week. Thanks for uh, checking out the Cigar Club podcast. Find us on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Podcasts. And, of course, on YouTube where you can see our beautiful faces as you listen. Uh, you can like a video there, drop a comment, <laughs> let us know what your favorite part of the podcast was, or if we were way off base on something. Even better. Uh, until next week. Talk to you guys then. Happy smoking.